is Graham Lynch, Comms Day Live. Welcome to the show. Um, we're speaking this week with Aussie Broadband and Siena ahead of the Comms Day Wholesale Forum taking place on November 89. Um, some good interviews coming up with them. But first up, it's Budget Week. And uh, to join me uh, talking about what happened in terms of um, budget impacts on the telecom sector, Simon Ducks, the Chief Editor of Comms Day. Welcome to the show, Simon. Hello there, Graham. Now, um, let's just go through, first of all, very quickly, what was in the budget for telecommunications. Of course, a big centrepiece had already been announced, $2.4 billion of equity for NBN to help it roll out fibre to the premises upgrades across pretty much the rest of the footprint that already hasn't got them earmarked, um, with, with, with a few exceptions. So that was well flagged. Um, we knew about that already. But there was some um, additional funding in there, um, $400 million over five years to expand regional mobile coverage and improve the resilience of communication systems, $200 million for two further rounds of the regional connectivity program uh, to improve connectivity in regional, rural and First Nations communities, $30 million over three years to accelerate Australia's agricultural sector through the on-farm connectivity program, um, there's also $20 million for an independent national order of mobile coverage. Now, this is the one where they're going to rig up Australia post trucks and go around all, all the nooks and crannies of Australia to figure out if they're getting mobile coverage. Um, there's also $39 million over five years to expand the Perry Urban Mobile Program, or PUMP. Now, this was a big initiative of Paul Fletcher in the last parliament, um, originally prompted by a, a need to get some better mobile coverage around the Hawkesbury River region of, of um, Sydney. This this has been expanded quite dramatically to cover quite a lot of um, um, secondary, uh, the, the, the fringes of, of secondary urban centres, such as Newcastle, Wollongong, Geelong, Townsville, Darwin, Toowoomba, and so on. So that, that, that's a big one. There's also going to be another round of the mobile black spot program. Presumably that comes out of the $400 million um, announced, but this is going to be called the Improving Mobile Coverage Round, the IMCR, 54 targeted locations where industry has not been able to deliver the investments that Australia needs. And uh, last but not least, um, $2.5 million over five years to establish a First Nations Digital Advisory Group. This is going to provide collaborative advice in genuine partnership with First Nations representatives to the Minister of Communications. What's interesting about that is that that's obviously quite in harmony with the, the, the general portion of society for an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And, you know, it, it's, it's clearly um, um, being conceived with, with that push in mind. So anyway, that, that, that's pretty much a big, a big sum up of, of what was in the budget. Um, of course, there's all, also the money promised to NBN for its fixed wireless upgrade, which is a, a $480 million. <laughs> that, that's also been delivered. Um, so Simon, what was the reaction of industry to all these announcements? Because you, you um, went and spoke to everyone, um, with the exception of Optus, who didn't comment um, about this. What did they have to say? Yeah, it was uh, quite an interesting mix, uh, Graham. If you look at uh, uh, the general uh, Telstra or the Telco reaction was that they were very happy to accept most of the terms broadly and welcome uh, a lot of the packages, uh, very much uh, backing a lot of the regional funding. Uh, but one of the uh, key caveats uh, that was mentioned by more than one telco was the fact 
that they wanted to make sure that this didn't come at the expense of affordability, and that is uh, MBN increasing wholesale charges. So Telstra suggested uh, to me that they were uh, very happy uh, with the uh, investment in the regions, uh, but they didn't want increased wholesale prices as the uh, as the net result. They also mentioned that you know they're looking forward to engaging with the government. TPG mentioned as the second largest retailer on the MBM. It's uh, good to have that investment uh, into MBM. And uh, they also singled out Perry Urban, uh, which you mentioned, and the vital role that the telco services play in keeping everything uh, ticking along. But uh, again, they pointed out that that uh, this rollout of high-speed broadband shouldn't come at the expense of consumer affordability, uh, particularly with cost of living pressures continuing. Uh, and so they wanted MBN Co to continue a long-term priority to support affordable internet access for low-speed users. Vocus also welcomed uh, particularly the full fibre rollout to the additional 1.5 million premises. Um, and uh, but they did point out again also about affordability. So you can see that theme really coming through there that uh, it has to be a sustainable pricing model that works for consumers. And you can imagine that uh, each of the telcos has got one eye on the uh, upcoming uh, SAU um, uh, deliberations as well. Aussie Broadband, in addition uh, to welcoming it, was also singled out. Uh, they were very happy to see the First Nation community uh, investment as well. So, uh, again, mirroring what the bigger telcos have said. Uh, we also sent out uh, FSG, uh, obviously one of the smaller regional telecom operators, rolling out a number of uh, networks, uh, uh, many of them backed by uh, co-investment from uh, various levels of government as well. And uh, the CEO there, Andrew Roberts, uh, told us that uh, he believes that, uh, from what he can see from some of the mobile announcements, that it's really going to help kickstart and push on uh, the neutral host model, which, of course, is uh, something they're backing a lot. Uh, we also got some feedback from uh, the Mobile Telecoms Association, AMPTA CEO, Louise Hyland. And uh, in addition to welcoming uh, the investment, she also pointed out about the peri-urban mobile program. And it was interesting to me uh, listening to Communications Minister Michelle Rowland go and uh, do a number of the uh, local radio interviews on the back of it. And uh, the key issue was coming out from a lot of the questions that she was being asked was about round mobile black spots um, and uh, some of the investment that's going to overcome some of that. So that seemed to very much be the hot issue uh, that people were raising. And uh, one thing that came out of the discussion as well is the fact that some of the investment is going to be a little bit different in these targeted areas where you may actually have it along particular uh, highways, uh, remote highways and that sort of thing. And, of course, that opens up very new and interesting ideas about what could be done uh, with investment into backhaul. And uh, so, you know, if you're talking about 4 and 5G services to remote communities, you've also got to be considering what's going to be happening with backhaul there. So this will be quite interesting to see as the detail comes out around some of these um, plans, whether or not some of that idea around um, uh, new fibre routes, uh, particularly along some of these remote highways, could be uh, quite interesting as well. Okay, that's that's great, Simon. Um, all, all up, pretty positive, it would seem. Um, um, let's, let's see for how long uh, this remains. We've got uh, NBN scheduled to put up its new special access undertaking in the next few weeks. And 
And I suspect those telcos will be watching with eagle eyes to, to ensure that, that um, all this spend isn't passed on to them in the way of higher tariffs. Yes, it uh, certainly might not be a, a general welcoming uh, message as much as the budget there. Okay, then. Thanks very much, Simon. Cheers, Greg. Okay, moving on with Commerce Day Live. Um, I'm joined by some folks from Aussie Broadband, Michelle Peter, who's the partner manager, and Dominic Morrow, who's the pre-sales solution specialist. Hi there, hi there, Dominic. Hi there, Michelle. How are you both? How's it going, Graham? Good to be here today. Uh, hello, Graham. Thanks for having us. Um, it's been fantastic to be a part of your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um. You've joined us today to have a bit of a chat about what Aussie Broadband are up to in the wholesale space. And uh, I wanted to start off by talking about the, I guess, the origin story of the company. I mean, it's quite incredible, isn't it? You guys started in a garage in a Victorian country town, and you're now one of Australia's top telcos. So, so can you tell me the story about how this happened? Look, Aussie Broadband's journey from a small regional, you know, company to a challenger telco is, is, is quite the amazing story. You know, what started as a Westpin, you know, in the Latrobe Valley in 2003, followed by, you know, the merger of Westpin Broadband and Wideband Networks in 2008, you know, the company was built on the foundation of excellent customer service and, you know, what else we like to call, you know, no bullshit values. You know, for us from then, you know, we're sort of now the fifth largest MBM provider and one of several tier one voice providers in Australia, which is an amazing amazing story of growth in, short, in what some would say is a short amount of time. Um, when I first started Aussie Broadband, you know, almost five years ago, we had just over 100 staff, really, sort of mainly for based in the Gippsland region. Uh, today, you know, we have more than a thousand staff, um, all based in Australia, uh, dedicated to changing the game, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, I started off in the enterprise and government uh, sales team, you know, helping us to, I guess, have those, you know, strategic vendor relationships so that we can sort of win opportunities and really understand the requirements and needs um, from the industry, I guess, in, in, in that sort of mid uh, enterprise market. Um, and and, you know, when we launched our partner program in 2020, I thought this was an exciting opportunity to join the channel team and uh, and uh, help our partners all over the country leverage, you know, this amazing product uh, and network that we've built. Aussie Broadband is probably best known as a, a retail broadband company. But of course, um, you're in the wholesale space and you're also doing things in the voice area. Now, that's news to me. So can you tell me what you're up to in that space? Uh, well, really, Graham. From from what we've done in the the fibre space, it's very much what we've done with the MBN world. You know, we're trying to change the game by delivering a, a new wholesale and I guess direct market fibre service, where we're leveraging our investment with what we've done in all the existing poise that we've connected to. So we're now, as you know, um, connected to all of the MBN poise. We've got our own infrastructure in all the MBN poise. Uh, we run our own backhaul or a variety of other carries potentially, um, and that. From that investment that helps us now to leverage a little bit more and deliver a more interesting product in that we can deliver an Aussie fiber product out of those poise directly to our customers. And this is helping us sort of be a little unique in that we're, where we currently already manage our backhaul with uh, some core cool features like CVC bot, where we can, you know, buy a little bit more MBN CVC when required in an automated method. What we're now able to do is leverage all of that fiber backhaul and deliver a business grade or enterprise grade fiber service to the edge to all of our customers. 
And something that, that's probably a little bit more unique there is that we're also able to deliver dark fiber services out of those poise and deliver that backhaul into the, the most common data centers in Australia. And from a dark fiber perspective, that's the really cool thing. That's where we're seeing a lot of our partners actually building products around dark fiber delivery, getting their services into the data center where they're secure on their own, I guess, cable and being able to value add and actually grow their businesses on our investment. And that's a great thing from, from an Aussie broadband perspective. We like to see our customers succeed as well as uh, customers obviously consuming services from us. But one of the most unique things that you mentioned previously is, is obviously the voice network that we have. And we haven't mentioned yet, but there was an acquisition that Aussie Broadband had made uh, actually this year, which included a brand called NetSip. And the NetSip voice platform was, um, it's been around for quite some time, but it's just a, a new product into the Aussie Broadband family. And the cool thing about this is it's a full tier one interconnected voice carrier. So this means that, hey, it, from a NetSip perspective, we're connected to everybody. So all of the big major telcos we have direct routes into. This helps us to deliver a brilliant voice quality to all of our customers, but also gives us the control on the voice between our connection and where, wherever those calls might be going. Also helps us leverage a lot of that investment. We've, we've done some cool things there in that we've literally got a five minute ramp up or a five minute new customer bring on in that space. So from anyone in our sales team, they can bring a new customer on in, in five minutes or you know plus or minus a few minutes, depending on keystrokes, you know how that goes. But at least get uh, somebody can get the seat trunks up and running, order a DID, and start transacting on the on the platform. And this is, you know, I haven't. Many people, I'm sure, have dealt with other telcos. I'm pretty sure you you, you wouldn't be able to have something operating operating in five minutes. So that, I believe that that's pretty unique. But um, there's some other cool things, particularly in the in the data space. We've we've um, covered off connection between poise as well. So from customers that are, I know I'm jumping around the place, I'm sorry, but I know that uh, where people are connected to a particular POI, we can actually route services POI to POI, as in where latency sensitive applications are specific. We can, rather than backhauling traffic all the way to a common data center and sending it back up to the POI, we can keep it local, which is another thing that voice is really important. Voice doesn't really like a whole bunch of latency. So being able to keep things nice and close will actually help in that space as well. Um, again, from the NetSip perspective, we have full control in that network. So we've managed the porting as well. So, and we're dealing with the, the other carriers for porting. So if anything goes bad, it's in our case, or it's, it's our responsibility to resolve. We're not waiting on third parties to say, yeah, we'll get to it later. We're actually actively involved in, in actually resolving that issue from that point of, uh, of port. And that network, you know, the NetSip voice network has been around for some time. Uh, it's built on a series of pods that are uh, around Australia. And from those pods, each one of them are completely independent. They operate totally separately. So if there is a, an outage, we can essentially ensure that that pod is just inactive from a SIP uh, perspective and our customers just then reconnect to another pod. So it really gives our customers a brilliant opportunity for uptime, as well as, again, our partners who can actually build another product around that. And that's... Um, I guess probably from an Aussie perspective, from a, a wholesale side, where we're looking to go, we're helping our partners build their business. And yes, you're 100% right with that, Dominic. I think for us, it's always uh, about you know saying we built this amazing network. We've had this fantastic platform such as Carbon and our NetSip platform that Dom has just discussed, and you know 
we want our partners to be able to leverage that. Um, we've been known, I guess, in the data space in terms of providing, you know, MBN services and being able to spin up connections and, you know, record setting times. But I think in this case, we're, we're now giving people the opportunity to leverage um, our newly built that fiber network across the country and allowing our partners to be a part of that, um, you know, tier one voice network that we've just, you know, recently launched um, as part of the over the wire acquisition. Before you mentioned the, the no bullshit philosophy that um, defines Aussie broadband, how does that philosophy inform the way you construct and deploy your wholesale products? I think with us, it's, it's more about listening. Um, and that's something that we've been successful in doing in the retail space, uh, trying to understand the true needs of our customers, which is really fantastic, you know, local based customer service and being able to make sure that our network is built for performance um, and with the connectivity to, you know, the third parties, people's like, you know, Microsoft, Akamai and those sorts of uh, third party that allows us to improve the experience that we have for, for our customers. Um, in that wholesale space, it is the same approach, um, trying to understand what sort of products that people and platforms allow partners to have that kind of experience for the customers as well. Put in the, giving them back that choice. How do you want to construct? What sort of experience do you want to provide to your, to your end users and allowing us to help you with those, um, to help you with that experience. So however you would like to consume those service, whatever platforms make that, make that experience worthwhile for you, we're able to, I guess, provide that um, straight away. And it's not, and I guess the onboarding process follows that, you know, I think we obviously have a wholesale agreements that we need to get in place. But from that, like, like Dominic just said, it's very straightforward onboarding process, depending on the sort of experience you'd like for your customer and how you'd like to consume those services. We have the platforms that we can onboard you to suite. And those platforms are easy to set up, easy to navigate, we'll provide a demo and provide continuous training and support to our partners so they understand how to use this platform to create value for your business. And I think that is truly what makes us unique. And that's something that we want uh, the rest of the guys that are attending Comp State to, to uh, learn more about. Also, Graham, and thanks for that, Michelle. There's actually something really useful out of Carbon where our partners can actually order layer two or internet or MPLS services. So it helps them actually leverage any existing services and actually bring them back into the network to be able to help their customers or help them build a product for their customers, which is, is pretty cool. You know, you can just click a button and away it goes. Yeah, I think it's it comes back to the investment and in automation, right? And the automation and control that we are also providing to our partners as well. So allowing them to choose and still be able to change how their they are consuming the services even after the point of delivery is absolutely amazing. And that's been able to be uh, worthwhile, I guess, as a point of uh, investment in sort of NSO automation um, in our internal systems as well, which is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, people are able to leverage the skills, are able to le leverage our award within network and platform. And, you know, and we're able to provide a, an amazing service to these guys that are always listening for feedback, always listening to see ways that we can improve and change the game. Um, I guess for the entire industry, yeah. Okay. Now, um, you just mentioned there that Aussie Broadband is speaking at the Comstay Wholesale Forum that's coming up. And for the benefit of our listeners, that's at the Fullerton Hotel in Sydney, November 8, November 9. Tickets at www.comstay.com. Um, can you give us a bit of a flavour as to what Aussie Broadband will be talking about at the show? Awesome. Um, look, we have lots of great news to, to share with our audience. You know, um, I think we have uh, one of our um, amazing um, executive team um, members, Kuzi, who would actually be speaking on day one at the event. I think we just really want to pro provide some more information about all 
maybe somewhat of the things that we've spoken about here today, um, but really delve into what our partner experience is like. And, you know, we talk uh, more about a sort of white label onboarding process, we're talking of giving, um, I guess, some context into, I guess, the origin energy experience uh, and how that has gone um, for, for, the, for that sort of customer. And um, just given, I guess, basic overview regarding how people can reach out to Aussie Broadband, how people can uh, leverage all the amazing things that we've just discussed today. Terrific. Well, Michelle, Dominic, thank you very much for joining Comstay Live today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Um, I think it's a fantastic platform and we're, we're really excited to be able to you know, catch up with um, most of the people that are, will be attending Comstay. I think myself, Dominic, a few other partner managers, as well as QZ will be at the event. So feel free to um, you know, stop us uh, and uh, have a chat to us at any time during that event. Now, moving on, we're going to have a chat with Sienna. Um, and with Ivan Polizzi, who I understand has just been appointed the Regional Managing Director, Australia, New Zealand and Pacific. Congratulations on the appointment, Ivan. Hey, hi, Graham. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me and thanks for the, uh, the well wishes. Okay, all good. Now, the reason we're talking to you is because we have a conference coming up soon and Sienna is involved in it. Yes. Um, and I, I guess that's a very good entree to have a bit of a chat with you about what Sienna is doing um, with telcos who operate in the wholesale space, um, particularly in the Australian New Zealand region. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your interactions with, with, with the telcos who play in wholesale and uh, I guess what they're looking for from a company like Sienna? Sure. Thanks, Graham. Uh, look, we, we've been working with uh, various communication service providers across Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific uh, for some time. Um, some of the likes of the, the data centre providers, the submarine cable operators, utilities, as well as government networks across um, ANZ. Um, and they include the likes of the TPGs, the Vocuses, the Lumiers, the QCNs, um, through to people like NextDC, Vodafone New Zealand, Spark and Southern Cross, just to sort of name a few. Siena has been working with these communication service providers um, on a number of fronts from a, from a wholesale perspective. Um, one of the things that's driving their demands in particular is cloud and edge applications. And those, those requirements aren't disappearing anytime soon. Top of mind for these guys in particular is availability, scalability and cost. And whilst their demands are quite different as a wholesale sense, they're very much like a, a retail environment. They always have that end user customer in mind. So whether they're selling enterprise services or residential services um, towards those networks, they want to build intelligent, programmable, and adaptive networks. And that's where we're sort of helping out with their requirements. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, how, how can the network help service providers with their wholesale strategy? Great question, Graham. I think one of, the, one of the things the network can do in particular is to look at increasing speeds in accommodating future services as well as ensuring that they're uh, maintaining a degree of stickiness with their customers. So within a wholesale space, um, one of the biggest challenges is building upon legacy networks. And that can pose risks both, um, both at the endpoint, but also at the customers being locked in. Uh, one of the areas that we look to help customers is to invest in a more, I guess, sustainable manner, um, looking at how we can reduce costs, increase capacity, 
enable real-time services, but also make sure that the network is adaptable, flexible, and programmable. So they can change as the networks change and their customer demands change. So that network and having that versatility is really, really important for those guys. Okay. Specific to Australia, can you give me some examples of how Sienna is helping service providers? Sure. Um, in Australia, we work with a number of, of wholesale providers and, and one of which, if I use a case example, is Lumia. Um, Lumia and Sienna today um, offer Lumia themselves offer high-speed 100 gig wavelength services to their customers. Um, that connectivity is, is enabled across Lumia's extensive regional network, which, uh, which benefits both enterprises, governments, and wholesale customers across the eastern states. Um, they leverage our technology called WaveLogic AI, which provides high capacity, high availability, resilient fiber networks. Um, supporting various things like bandwidth intensive applications, whether that be high-speed data, telehealth, remote surgery examples. Um, Lumiere themselves um, can actually provide really good reach and availability where traditional networks are not there. Um, the new backbone network that they have operates across an open access environment, enabling things like 5G transmission, cloud and edge computing, as well as providing the scalability from 100 to 400 gig or 800 gig as those applications emerge. Um, Lumia themselves have been deploying this capability for some time now and can provide cost-effective bandwidth and path diversity for their customers. So we're really excited to be working with sort of the non-traditional carrier networks and providing these type of wholesale environments to regional networks as well. Okay, now for those listeners who want to hear more about what Lumia are up to, they'll be speaking at the Conseil Wholesale Forum at the Fullerton Hotel on November 8 and 9. If you haven't got a ticket yet, come along to comsday.com and you'll be able to register there and, and, and come and see Lumia speak. And um, uh, Sienna will be at the show as well. So if anyone wants to catch up, you know where to find Sienna. That'd be brilliant. Look forward to catching up with you there, Graham, and uh, seeing a lot of our customers and our uh, industry friends there as well. Okay, thanks for coming on the show, Ivan. Thank you. And uh, that's it for Comsday Live this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.